Hey, bestie. What's up, girl? Hey, does anyone ever ask you, like, oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about? Yeah, okay, so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's, we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say, but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this. And so it's just like, so Farron, what does that mean? Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that. Lots of times I should know by now. But essentially, I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives. And through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. So we're book study experts, and we know how to analyze, pull apart, and take that through the Christian lens, and that's kind of what we do here. And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, you're self-help books, and they might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view. Right, so whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author's written, just know that when you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. I hope you will. Yay! Here we go! Episode 155. I feel like I just yelled that. <laughs> Episode 155. Sorry for those of you just waking up. <laughs> Are we? Yes. Sorry. Um... This is episode 155 of How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age. Remember, it's two different books, both written by the same guy, but then the team took over in 2010 and updated it. But we're, we're in, the, in the futures, so even if you read this book, you're like, wow, this was pretty new, or this viral video was viral 10 years ago, but that's okay. Yeah, so there's that. So we're on technically the fifth-ish chapter but (laughs) it's broken up into three parts the whole book is three parts part one is essentials of engagement that was the first three episodes of this mini series where we talked about like watching your mouth speak life into people that kind of stuff and if you leave with nothing else at least go listen to those three so that's 141 142 143 nope 151 152 153 so there's that yes that's part one part one and then last week we started part which is six ways to make a lasting impression. Which, who doesn't want to do that, Farron? Well, I want to make a positive <laughs> lasting impression. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at making negative ones. At least that's yeah, what right. keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time in seventh grade when you did that thing? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Uh, so this is all about making a lasting impression. Last week we talked about taking an interest in others' interests. So the week before that it was core values and kind of things the week this last week was you know about the little little things in life and now this week we're gonna talk about my favorite smiling (laughs) which I am a smiley person sometimes no you really are but there are times that you just need the reminder to say it with a smile yes yeah improvement (laughs) because sometimes your face does not match the words coming from your heart (laughs) (laughs) they're coming from your heart but uh, that's the hard part too like I or my face is the totally wrong thing than what I said or what I'm thinking I guess the other day Morgan I wasn't looking at what he was looking at and he's like is this supposed to do that and I was not looking at him I'm like I don't know what you're talking about and then I looked at him and he's like this Oh, I wasn't even looking. It's like, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Sorry. (laughs) I wasn't looking at what you were doing, so I have no context. But now that I'm looking, I know. 
Yeah. Sometimes Jacob will look up and ask me something, and I'm like, what is wrong? And he was like, oh, my face was still stuck on what I was reading <laughs> and hadn't quite caught up to our conversation yet. So That's funny. It happens. Speaking of other weird quirks the four of us do, when Morgan drives sometimes, he'll just sit there and like hand gesture aggressively, <laughs> but no one's saying anything. And I was like, are you having a conversation in your head about work? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> like, all right. That's cool. Better them than me, I guess. Yeah. I sometimes verbalize my thoughts when I'm replaying something and I'm mad about it. And so then I'll just mutter something under my breath and Jacob's like, what? And I was like, not you. It's, not you. it's definitely not you. <laughs> Want to talk about it? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Never. No, never. Uh, but yes, this whole, this whole chapter is about smiling. And I like that it's just so simple and it's one thing you can do that just brings light to any situation pretty much yes and just to play devil's advocate it has this line smiles send a message we like to receive but then there's those smiles that are a little creepy like <laughs> not the creepy smile guys. not the creepy smile I'm not talking about that yeah. <laughs> sometimes when gabby doesn't want to smile in pictures she'll smile with half her mouth oh and we're like a, a real smile a full smile please <laughs> and then she'll get both sides going. Oh my goodness, yeah. Scout right now. She, did you ever watch Friends? Some. So there's the episode um, when Chandler can't like smile on cue mm-hmm. and it just looks, that's Scout right now. So I, if we go take a picture, I have to say like, Scout, think of something funny or we try to tickle her or something to actually get a real smile out of her because otherwise you're just like, Scout, <laughs> what are you doing? And then there's the over smile. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like throwing the chin up really high and smiling obnoxious which can come off as fake so we're talking yeah. about just a natural that smile genuine smile yes. that just lights up someone's soul genuine is the key there so this i like how this this is a fact in here it says according to the american academy of cosmetic dentistry 99.7 percent of adults believe a smile is an important social asset 99.7 uh. that's, that's a low grade fever oh my god <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's almost all. Who are the point three? It's the grumps. It's the grumps who are like, no. I the definitely are my people. believe that there are people that don't think smiling's important. And that's fine. You can have that belief and opinion. But I think taking that fact into consideration that if you want to have an influence on others, even if you don't think it's important, like other chapters. 99.7 people think it is. You're going to need to work on yeah. that smile. <laughs> you're going to need to learn to say it with a smile. It's only taken me three years of <laughs> deliberate practice. I wonder if any of our new fans have listened to earlier episodes and oh, then come no. to these and Don't they're like, that. wow, Brooke's happier. And it's like, no, no. no. Same contentness, oh, yes. just smiling a little bit more. <laughs> oh, see, you can change people. You can. Oh, back to what I was saying about smiling kind of changes the room, the setting, the however you're acting. When we interviewed Tiffany Armstrong on episode 90, she goes in and talks about, um, for sure on her TED Talks, about her posture. If you just fix your posture and sit up straight or walk, not arrogant or proudly, but just like you're walking tall, people are going to take you more seriously. Uh, they're going to respect you more. It's that kind of thing. So think mm-hmm. if you did the posture plus smile combo, you won't come off as domineering or rude or arrogant you're going to come off as positively confident yeah like in the book it says your smile is often the first messenger of your goodwill 
So if someone's approaching me with terrible body language, I'm Mm -hmm. getting like nervous and anxious. But if I'm being approached with a pleasant smile, I mean, consciously and subconsciously, I'm like, okay, this can't be bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My brain's telling me one thing. (laughs) I think of like a doctor coming in with your test results. Oh, yes. You know, (laughs) I'm reading their face like crazy. (laughs) Are they smiling? They're not smiling. What does this mean? Bedside manners are a thing. Man, okay, so you know how I power walk everywhere because it's more efficient and, you know, cardio. (laughs) (laughs) So through different like work and being professionals and whatever I have to like smile when I'm power walking otherwise people think like I'm angry or something's going on or I've got to go fix a thing which it it might be any of those or it might not be but if I'm smiling people aren't as concerned it's kind of like if there's a crisis happening and you're okay example we drove by that so it ended up being a fake tornado Farron was it called like an updraft or something? Okay. It was something weird. I want to say like scroll, but that's also from Captain Marvel. <laughs> and that's an alien. So I'm not sure if the, it's something where it's like a fake tornado. It looks like it. It moves like it, but it's just not damaging. And there's not enough like violent wind coming from below to up. I don't know. I didn't read the whole thing, but I was like, okay, so fake tornado. We drove right <laughs> by it. And so, you know, I'm driving. The kids are in the back of the car. And I see this thing forming out of the sky, and I call Morgan because he's driving behind me. I said, hey, do you see this? And he's like, yeah, I don't like it. I'm like, I don't like it either. And so it ends up being, like, with us at the intersection of the light. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But you have to be calm because then everyone else is going to panic, and Sloane's looking out her window because this is the second tornado in one year that she has seen. We were in Colorado, and apparently we brought tornadoes with us last year. But, so she knew that it was a serious situation, so she's like, oh, what are we going to do? I'm like, we're going to get out of the situation. And then she was a little bit more panicky, and I just turned around and looked at her and I said, start praying right now. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Scout and Rhett are just hanging out in the bag. It's cool. They were asleep the first tornado, so there's that. All this to say, you got to be calm, and smiling does help in, yeah. in panicky situations. We had a similar situation when we went to Disney a couple of years ago, um, arriving there was pretty bad turbulence and me and Jacob made eye contact and he was panicking and I was like I guess I'm gonna... internally screaming I was like I guess I'm gonna be the strong one here <laughs> for the kids and Jacob no I mean I have to admit it wasn't the funnest thing uh but I was like oh this happens all the time we're fine do you have your seatbelt on okay you're safe as the plane like drops 100 feet oh, <laughs> that is the scariest it is oh man now, you know what? There is a challenge with smiling and Tell communicating. Me. Is it just doing it? The act of doing it? No. It's when you're sending written communication. Oh. Now, I may be viewed as by some as unprofessional because I sure include an emoji with almost every message. And Are you talking about like emails or text? Oh, both. Both. Okay, yeah. <laughs> some of that is... Uh, reading of, yeah. is not fun, and so if there's an emoji, mm-hmm. I'm encouraged to read to the next emoji. Yes. Kind of like those sound books. Mm-hmm. We have like a princess one, and when you get to the picture, you get to push yep. the sound. Yes. Make those shorter, Disney. Please, those books are <laughs> way too long. Please make those shorter. Um, but yeah, I send an emoji, and honestly, it's so I can text faster. I don't have to think about my word choice in mm-hmm. order to convey a more peppy tone I can put something that's pretty direct with a smiley face at the end and then yes. they know how to read that mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's a challenge a lot of people face when it comes to written communication not just 
face to face or over the phone with your the tone of your voice, but the tone right. of your writing. Right. And so there are some tips he gives in the book, which is great. Uh, or his team has since emojis didn't exist when he wrote this book in 1936. <laughs> I'm picturing that calligraphy pen like on the Declaration Smile. of Independence, and then like somebody draws an emoji. Oh, that's really funny. So emojis and texts, I use that all the time. I use gifts all the time. I use memes all the time. Number one, because it's funny, and you know, there's that. But in emails, I think it also depends on the context. Like if you're a, a lawyer reaching out to whoever you're defending, mm-hmm. probably not the best time to use an emoji. Like, we got this, right. smiley face, but also with the sweat. Like, that's not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so time and a place, obviously. <laughs> or maybe not to your boss or to the guy you're about to go on an interview with. Mm-hmm. So context, people. Read the book. Yes. Get those soft skills in there. I'll give you one little tidbit. It encourages um, to start with something on a positive note mm-hmm. and end with something on a positive note. And also, you know, you have people read what you write for editing errors and maybe revisions, but find someone who can also read it for tone, Mm -hmm. which involves them probably knowing you really well. And again, if you're a lawyer, then you want someone maybe in the field that understands a little bit of the communication piece. What me and my coworker used to do, we would type out the email and then read it out loud to each other while the other person was looking on. So Coach Dyer, she was like my best office mate ever shout out you're you're not tech savvy so you probably <laughs> won't ever hear this <laughs> but I would type my email and I would say all right Dyer I need you to listen to this and she would like look on my screen and look at the words as I said it out loud and then she'd be like change this or that sounds good and that was helpful someone in the field someone who has a similar experience and can say like uh, reword that because she was also a mentor of mine as well what's crazy too because I've given feedback on this as well is sometimes it's just a matter of changing a word or two Yes, that can drastically change the tone mm-hmm. of your message. So um, definitely having somebody that can do that. The other thing is, and this may come as no surprise, but as you're writing it, what are your feelings and emotions? <laughs> yes. Like if you are, Do you need to write it in 24 hours? <laughs> yeah, if you are fired up mm-hmm. in that whole like, come back to it and write it the next day. So um, check in with your emotions because if you're typing it like this, all caps, and it's like, <laughs> "Hi, Miss So and So, I hope you're having a great day." Yay! It's like, okay, maybe now's not the time. Yeah, or you're too over the top, and you're like, "Hey, I hope you're doing great." Oh my gosh, I appreciate all the things that you always do, but oh my gosh, you screwed up. Yes, yeah. I like what you said about the compliment sandwich. That's what it, I call it. I yeah. think we both kind of call it that sometimes. So we do this a lot with coaching. I did this with my captains on the varsity level at halftime. I would let them go first, and they they had to provide a compliment sandwich whenever it was they were talking about something like, hey, whether a specific person or holistically, this is what I really liked that we did. This would help me a whole lot so that we can do this thing that we're going to continue to do, and that's great too. And they went around and did that, and then – I would compliment sandwich, and you do a good job of that too with our little ones. I do. Give them corrective Find feedback. <laughs> uh, that sounded strange to say. Like I am really good at that. Um, toot toot. I think what it is is I have to do it because in my head I'm thinking like I have told you seventeen thousand times yep. to not do this. And this leads into the next point I was going to make. So nice setup, Brooke. Oh, but segue. They did not hear me those 17,000 times. Mm-hmm. But man, if I start with a compliment, 
They're like, she said what I was she good at what? What's she going to say mm-hmm. next? Oh, yes. that kind of hurt. Oh, but then she said something mm-hmm. else nice. Mm-hmm. She's not trying to hurt my feelings. Yes. And so in the book, uh, it says, your actions speak so loudly, I can hardly hear a word you're saying. That's kind yes. of a common That was so phrase. good. Yes. And so in the reverse of that, your tone speaks so loudly, mm-hmm. I can hardly hear a word you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I know that different times parents, and I think it goes beyond your tone, okay? But sometimes it's frustrating, like if I tell my daughter something, but then her teacher says it, then oh, she's yeah. all here for it. Mm-hmm. And I've been on the other side. I've had parents sure. be like, okay, can you just like tell my kid to eat vegetables, please? <laughs> or will you tell Put them? Put that in a lesson somehow. Yeah, <laughs> how important it is or how much you love to brush your teeth because they will not brush their teeth. Uh-huh. It's a fight every night. So I've been on the other side of it. So I know it goes team, beyond team, team. just tone. But yeah, sometimes you're just, you want your message heard. But your tone's not there right. to uh, mm-hmm. engage that audience. Pro tip, like what we've been talking about with the compliment sandwich. If you are a coach and you're mad at your kids making them run 80s or towel pushes or whatever, always end your practice on something positive. Because the first thing the parents see when their kid's walking out of the gym is their face. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, how was practice? But if they're laughing, having a good time, smiling... That's going to go miles. So always end on a fun note. Always start with a fun note because then that's going to be enjoyable for everyone, setting up success. Same thing if you're doing a ride-along with a coworker or someone that you're managing. Start on a positive, end on a positive that way. Because a lot of times people think that a bad five minutes equals a bad day, mm-hmm. which isn't true. But you need that reframing to kind of help you at the end as well. As I'm sitting here listening to this and thinking about the different coaches we've had, Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the ways a smile can be. It yeah. doesn't have to be a big, cheesy five-year-old smile. I mean, it can be a smirk. Like, if we yeah. could get Paul Burns to just oh, yeah. kind of, like, put his head down and turn away. Like, oh, I don't want them to see me laugh. <laughs> and he didn't have to look at us and have, you know, a big chimpanzee smile. Uh-huh. Um, or just, like, again, that little twinge in your eye. Smile with mm-hmm. your eyes, right? <laughs> smize. Is that what? what yeah, where did co- that come Is that, like, America's Next Top Model? Maybe. Farron went rounds deep and then was like, nah, I'm going to pick college soccer suckers. No. So hot. No. Oh, yeah. Did you know, Farron, there's something called the smile leniency effect? No. Tell me more. So back to the lawyer thing. If you are smiling, obviously, depending on context, guys, you're more likely to have a lesser sentence. So if you go in, like, whatever, speeding ticket, I don't know. I don't know how this works. I haven't been knock on wood, never got a ticket, so I don't know. But the smile leniency effect has been kind of proven in there to where you're at least going to get less. And that made me think of Enneagram 7s because they're the charmers, right? Mm -hmm. So they get in trouble and they're like, oh, I am so sorry. You've you've seen it in the classroom. You've seen it out and about with your own kids or whoever. Man, they're either really funny or the way they did it. It was very funny, and I will laugh about this later, but... And then you, you go with a little bit. So the smile leniency effect is pretty interesting. It's so effective. I've found myself almost apologizing <laughs> for having to provide feedback or dis- discipline or correctionary uh-huh. actions to students <laughs> because they're looking at me, they're smiling, they're apologizing, they're saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And I think some, you know, middle schoolers... They see that as like a weakness and it's mm-hmm. like, again, we're not trying to be manipulative here, but 
and maybe you have experience with this as a parent or someone who works with young children or even in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. If I have to address something and the person is immediately defensive, I'm finding myself getting more upset and having to come across more stern because mm-hmm. I want them to hear and recognize that right. they that lack of responsibility or lack to even try to see it from another perspective. Whether you agree with my opinion or not, it's that listening like we've talked about in previous chapters, but you can as- technically be listening and not look like it. Well, right. I'm going to continue to do it until I receive some type of feedback. So yeah, I wouldn't look at it as a weakness. I would look at it as a strength. And again, not for a manipulative purpose, but um, I respect the people that are at least willing to see or listen to my side mm-hmm. and handle the whole thing respectfully. Yeah. Good point. And so then, you. yeah, I might be like, I'm sorry that you're having to have this punishment. I really apologize for having to write in your folder. I don't want to, but I have to because you cut someone's hair. And then <laughs> that's also the team approach, too. Like, we know that probably wasn't the best choice. Yeah. I, you know I have to write this down. Yeah. So, moving but, on. Hey, tomorrow's a fresh start. Yeah, not for that girl's hair, though. Good mm. luck. Maybe a fresh cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, she wanted a bob, right? Yes. Uh, so in this chapter, I thought it was cool how they did a bunch of researches. Researches? <laughs> a bunch of research. One of them spanned like 30 years. They followed the same like 4,000 people. And they followed like their friends, their friend groups, who they were around. And it was just interesting. They did this on, the social, on social media as well. So they did this in real life and had people come in and do like a happiness scale. And then they also... Um, did it via social media just for whatever whoever's profile was public they just went for it and kind of did some research there and they talked about how happy people flocked to one another and angry people or not happy people flocked to one another so it's just interesting how even if you're not feeling happy you can insert yourself into a happy environment and by proxy you will be a happier person crazy that is crazy At the end of this chapter, I like this tagline. It says, smile, it increases your face value. Oh, I thought that was funny, too. (laughs) Good dad jokes. Cheesy, cheesy. Good punnery. Punnery and shenanigans. So you said, smile, it increases your face value. Mm -hmm. And I definitely internally and externally chuckled when I read that. (laughs) (laughs) And then I liked how it also says, this can either discourage or encourage. Your mouth has a lot to say about your choice. And that doesn't even... You don't even have to say words. It's just, are you smiling or frowning? And I think, what is it? It's like it takes seven muscles to smile and 21 to frown, so it's actually more work to pout. Yeah. Which is interesting. And then think of the wrinkles you're going to have later on in your life. That's what I was going to say. Do you want, like, say. frowny wrinkles or yeah. smiley wrinkles? Yeah. Because it's going to happen. We're going to have some wrinkles unless you're intervening with other ways. But, yeah. What, do you want them to be smile wrinkles or mm-hmm. grouchy wrinkles? Ugh. I'm doing, like, the eyebrow. Yeah, I see up, it. Up there. I think you I got one of those wrinkles? just because I... Stop no, it. I meant, like, when you made your face. I do and have I wrinkles. Like, yes, because okay. I, I did the same thing because I'm squinting, like, in the sun, even with sunglasses on. I don't know why. Anyway, so there's that. Wow. That one was a fun chapter. <laughs> Are you saying that because it's all about you? Uh, oh, yeah, right. My autobiography is coming out next year. It's called Smiling's My Favorite. <laughs> With a picture uh, of you on the front, not smiling. Just photoshopped over Buddy the Elf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, well. Can't wait. Tune in next week. Okay, bye. We're really good at segues. <laughs> and sound effects, right. Yes, so that's the end of our episode, but if you find yourself 
wanting more, and who could blame you? Brooke, <laughs> tell them where they can find us we, Monday through Friday. We have a lovely website. It's wittyandgritty.blog. You can go there. It has every mini-series ever we've done. What about the socials, Baron? Yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily, but we yeah. do also have um, a Pinterest account, so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, we release episodes every Wednesday, so you can count on us. Be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to go and find it every week. Yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go technologies and Uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.